0: Welcome back to the Micro Advice Podcast, Episode 6. Today we are here with Pallavi Agarwal, President and Founder of Candor Consult, a CRM strategy and implementation consulting firm based in Washington, DC. Pallavi, thank you so much for being here with us today.
1: Thanks for having me, Jim.
0: Absolutely. And I'm really curious to hear your insight on how small to mid sized businesses can build a CRM strategy to really provide their customers with a superior customer experience. So given that, uh, let's jump to our first question, which is from your experience leading many of these implementations, what sorts of trends do you see in the industry around CRM implementation for small to mid-sized businesses?
1: Thanks for asking. A lot of the things that we've seen in the trends is really regardless of the size of your business, you always need CRM. Whether you're doing it on spreadsheets, paper, whatever format you have, you have some type of CRM process in place. So we're seeing as the, as the industry is changing and there's a lot of tools out there for CRM, many people are starting to move to those platforms rather than keep it all you know, off the cuff, back of the hand type of thing, whether it's lo- local to your desktop, or in books, they're starting to move to a platform that can be on a cloud base. So we're seeing a lot of small to medium-sized businesses engage in these new CRM platforms that back in the day were thought out to be more mostly for enterprise level. Because a lot of these CRM tools are, or platforms are now building for the small to medium-sized businesses as well, making the tools more flexible and then scalable based on each business and its size of operations. So that trend we've seen that everyone can use CRM, everyone needs CRM, everyone's using CRM without even knowing what CRM may even stand for. And also how with the way that we're moving to remote work, putting everything on a cloud based system is really helping provide more visibility for the pipelines, the sale team, and everything from a 360 view for the company.
0: Oh, that's great. And something that you had mentioned was historically around enterprise. So, you know, given that, let's say for small to mid-sized businesses, how can they employ a comprehensive CRM strategy right from the get-go?
1: Yeah, I mean, again, it's really what the company needs are, right? So when selecting a tool, you really have to think about your own needs and operations. So from a CRM perspective, it's not always a cookie cut answer, but the methodologies tend to be very similar. So CRM customer relationship management is the sales cycle and how to keep customer success continuous, right? You want to bring customers in or bring contacts in, turn them into customers, but then you want to maintain those customers long term for the most part. That entire management is CRM. That's happening anywhere on industry agnostic. So it's really about how do you turn that into a way that works for your business? So you don't always need the cookie cutter every step of the way. It might be more of I need X, Y and Z, but I don't need A, B and C. So thinking about what your sales cycle looks like. What your delivery cycle looks like, what is the customer satisfaction, the customer service level? How do you capture three hundred sixty view of everything? A lot of people in the past, I've noticed were doing CRM in from a sales perspective only, but it's not it doesn't really stop there. It's again, as I mentioned, it goes back to going from pulling in that sales cycle, getting that deal in, but then also delivering on it. Once you've delivered on it, c- continuous involvement with your customer or checkpoints to see, hey, have what we've delivered, has that met your requirements, your satisfaction? Are there other things you'd like to do? So it's this continuous cycle. And really, that's what you're looking at, regardless of the size of your company, of how to A, get your customers, and then B, retain your customers. So it's really around that.
0: That's a great point. And you confirmed one of my suspicions, which is that historically CRM tools were dedicated mostly for sales and marketing teams, getting that customer in, but you touched on a very valuable point of it can be used throughout the customer life cycle. Um, that, that brings me to my next question, which is, you know, now that you've seen this done at a variety of different organizations, large and small, what are some of the challenges you've seen around formulating a CRM strategy as companies grow and scale and how would you advise them that they manage those challenges?
1: Yeah, one of the biggest challenges we see across our clients are really about existing CRM platforms that need to be revamped. So a lot of times customers are putting a platform in place for their immediate need and then years go by and then they realize they've outgrown their own foundation or their application. So one of the things we always recommend with our customers, even when we're doing the revamping is thinking about the long-term strategy, right? Some of the examples or analogies I like to use is, you know, I love McLaren. So I always talk about the McLaren, like McLaren's a dream car of mine, but I'm not going to, that's not going to be my first car. I'm probably not like just jumping into a McLaren, right? You got to start on, especially if I don't even know how to drive, like I first may want to check out like how to ride a bicycle and then, get into a a sedan and then maybe a sports car and then get myself there. Right. So McLaren would be like my dream car. So how do you get to your dream state? Another example uh, I like to use with our clients is building a house. So when you're thinking about building a mansion, you may not have the resources, but you know, one day you want that mansion. So then we talk about, okay, if you want that mansion and you know you want that mansion, you feel like you're going to build your company to get you that mansion. Let's put that foundation in place now, right? Let's create a blueprint today for that mansion. We may not build that mansion, but let's keep that in mind. So it goes, it applies to building out your platform as well. A lot of the CRM tools are out of the box, but then they get customized for your needs. So as you're customizing it, think about like that long-term approach of scalability. So I may want to only do X and Y today, but I know I need Z or I want to get to Z. So have those conversations early on in your discovery and your strategy process to ensure that even if I build X and Y today, Z is possible in the future, right? It's not that now I have to start from scratch and gut out X and Y or only keep a few pieces of X and Y and in order to get Z. So it's having that long-term approach, that holistic view of, I may only, you know, we talked about different parts of CRM like sales, marketing, program delivery, customer satisfaction, all of that, maybe right now you just want to focus on the sales part. But while you're working on the sales part, you also want to think about, okay, well, I know eventually I want to get into marketing and program delivery. So you want to kind of have those conversations at a high level to talk about your holistic approach and then build piece by piece. So that's really one of the strategies we recommend because a lot of the challenges we see is, you've only built for that one piece and now you have to go back to the drawing board. So it ends up being more resources, not even from a cost perspective, but resources. Now you're pulling in multiple people from your teams to provide that requir- those requirements and be involved in this project. It also increases costs, right? Because now you're going back You're undoing some of the work you had previously done to do more work in the future. So we always recommend like, let's talk about that utopia and then scale it down, like start with your MVP and then be able to go into, okay, how do we get to the next phase? How do we get to next phase and move up? So a lot of people really want want to just get what they need right away. And that's the end of the project. usually you wanna think about the entire approach and then break it out into your MVP and always make sure it aligns to A, your operations, but also your horizon.
0: Yeah, that's a really good point where I feel like a lot of tool implementation is just solving a current day need. However, it should align, like you said, with the business strategy over a period of time, two years, three years, however long, because as you grow and scale, you're always going to need somebody to come back and revamp and retool. You might as well plan that out at the start so you can iterate and scale. I love the example of the McLaren. It's a dream car of mine too. Although I'm a far cry from actually being able to afford one.
1: It's also in many States. You have to be careful where you live if you want to own it. That's
0: right. Very, very good point. Very, very good point. Speaking of that, and I feel like this is a good lead in to a question around sort of costs and when you even start. So in your advice or your approach, when do you think some of these smaller to mid-sized businesses should start investing in CRM tools? Basically, at what stage?
1: Yeah, I I think it really depends on the business and when you're ready. CRM tools can be an investment. They're definitely costly to a certain degree, not only just from a license and licensing perspective, but they can be costly with the time you're investing. So let's take a small company that's maybe one to five employees. At that point, they might already have an internal process like spreadsheets and so forth in place that works for them. If it works for them, I would say, let's wait it out. But if they're ready for the CRM application, then maybe start again in a piecemeal perspective, right? There are certain applications like Salesforce, for example, we work very heavily with Salesforce. So Salesforce has an essentials platform, which small businesses, it's low cost, and it provides the initial stages to get you introduced to CRM and also provides an automated tool that you can use for a small company. Then you can move to the enterprise level, which is scalable from 10 plus users to that. And it provides a lot more than the, the essentials does. So, you know, there's definitely options out there, but it's really when you, when you feel the need for it. So for example, if you end up realizing that a lot of the time you're spending is digging through emails, trying to figure out who where that contact is, then trying to have post-it notes to remind yourself, Oh, I needed to contact this potential customer. I haven't talked to them in a while. Or I would love every time I close out a project, I'd love to have some sort of automation or have a process in place. When you start feeling the pains of everything being so manual when you're working off of spreadsheets or just your own approaches and you start feeling that pain, that's usually when people transition to, this, to the platforms because now they want. now they're finally at a level where digging through emails is getting too cumbersome. So it'd be great to have a context list and have an account and then see your analytics around it, right? See what pipelines, see where your potential customers are and have automated reminders to say, oh, this customer is not ready right now, but they told us that they're looking to do this in Q4. So then I have an alert in my system that tells me to reach out to someone in near or in Q4, so little things like that, when you're ready for that automation, when you're ready to like streamline your processes, that's when I think you should really start looking into it. Sometimes I've seen the opposite, right, where a lot, people start off with their company and then they want to they get bogged down with too many tools in the beginning and then they start putting their business across the tool versus putting the tools across their business. So you never want to work on fitting your business to a tool. You always want a tool to work for your business. So that's also something to keep in mind that you know, use it when you're ready, use it when a you have the time and resources, but b you can think about that long-term vision of how you're really going to choose this tool and utilize it and then see like really as much, you know, take, take as much off your plate as possible if a tool can, can do it for you.
0: That's, that's really great advice. And I love the line in there around build the tool to help the business, not the other way around, because I've seen so many different businesses where they keep acquiring these different tools and then it starts dictating the strategy and the operational facets of the, you know, of of the long-term growth.
1: And that's where in our discovery, we usually tell our clients, like our first, first conversation is always like, Let's be tool agnostic for a second. Just listen mm-hmm. to talk about the operations and the business needs and the why behind those needs before we talk about how the tool can work for you. Um,
0: for the listening audience, if you have any questions for myself or for Paulavi, I will put our contact information in the details box below. Thank you again for listening and thank you, V for, for being with us.
1: Thanks for having me, Jim. This is fun.
0: All right. Have a good week and we'll see you soon.
1: Take care.